0: Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio the stream show, the Zoom show, the uh, over the airwave show that is coming to you every single Wednesday. Um, this week. We are on the air, but next week we'll be at the <laughs> headquarters. I don't know. I'm <laughs> trying to be honest. On the air. I'm trying to be honest about my location. It's not a <laughs> it's not great. It's not the best place to do radio from. I feel like. But it's just, I have my kid tonight, so I got to, you know, do the fatherly duties.
1: It's funny because it, it just, it's your apartment. Like, I'm looking at your apartment.
0: Yeah, it's uh, not a good place to be doing a podcast from. I'd rather do it from the place we pay money to rent. <laughs> <laughs> me too, But That's more impressive too. to say that I rent a place and have somewhere to do it from. But that's just not the life. I almost
1: around. went I almost went there today because um, Drew Tupace was our guest on the MCU movie review show right and uh, I was like, oh, I could go there and me and Drew could be in studio and then I would look like a really big deal because I'm bringing a guest into the studio that we rent. Yeah makes sense. We're fucking ballers, man. We're just ballers. No, I don't know why I'm giving people the side of my face. Barely balling. Yeah, balling
0: on a budget. Hanging on. Yeah, balling on a budget is what we do best.
1: Yeah. We're great at we it. We make it to, a
0: lot. We make a less look like a lot.
1: I cannot figure out why I look like I'm off to the side. All right. I think that's gonna be the best I can do okay. right now i'm adjusting my camera i got like eight things going on and i hate to do that but like if i could go behind the scenes real quick i uh upload all of the series right to google drive and uh if i don't do them as soon as they're done i will not do it so (laughs) i like have to do it um so that's what i'm doing it's important Uh, So how are you doing brett um uh, well i had a shit-ass day not really but i did well you did have to watch disaster movie was that the worst part of your day watching disaster
0: movie was a trial it was very hard to get through uh, but it was not the worst. No, this, there was a culmination of things uh, with my car. You know, I wanted to get it fixed. I had to get it fixed, like I said. And um, man, I just hate fucking cars so much. Just I Just dealing with them is the worst. And I wish I never would have got one.
1: Really? Like, what is happening with the car now?
0: Well, okay. So here's the thing I'm going to tell you, I feel an incredible amount of shame about it. So I'm not going to, to, to reveal too much information, but the, to get the headlight replaced on this car, oh, you have no. to take the bumper off. No. And there's lots of YouTube videos that show you how you can spend your entire afternoon, taking the bumper off your car and replacing a light bulb. And then there's like one hillbilly video that's like six minutes long where it has zero explanations. Just a guy that's like, you loosen this up and you take this and you move it around, you hook it, you don't loop it. And then you get it out in 10 to 15 minutes. Um, but I thought there was an electrical problem with my car. I took it in. They were like, you just need a new head headlight. That's all we're going to do is replace the headlight. But we have to take the bumper off. So it costs a ton of money. And uh, it's one of those, it's one of those things where like, I just, I mean, I hate the fucking auto mechanic so much. Like, I just have to accept like, it's a misogynistic place that makes me feel super unwelcome. Mm. And I think it's bullshit. It's the same way that like IT people are with computers, where it's like, we all rely on cars and we all rely on computers and congratulations, you understand how they work and you, and you have the time. To have a garage and all the tools to replace a fucking light bulb, but I don't. And I'm going to pay an amount of money that makes me feel embarrassed. Like I should have just done it myself. But <laughs> fuck, I just don't. I'm not, I'm not, do, I don't do that anymore. I don't fuck with cars. I, my hands are too soft. My face is too pretty. I don't fuck with cars anymore in any way. I don't care how they get going. And I hate the way that I feel when I go to get my car fixed. And it's all a big waste of money. I hate it. I hate having cars. This thing is uh, driving
1: me fucking nuts, dude. I hate having cars, too. I mean, when they're bad, they, there are not a lot of things that are worse.
0: And when they're, if they're not brand new, they're bad. That's the thing. Thank I don't goodness. have a brand new car. Only brand new cars are good. The old ones are all shit buckets that require just a lot of money on hand to be able to throw down all the motherfucking time.
1: I can't think of a worse situation where you would have to take a bumper off of a car i can cannot it should be illegal thing it's yeah. so
0: unsafe it's so unsafe that you can't just plug a light bulb in and out it's you should uh, like we've always said the police should be pulling you over and saying hey here is a universal light bulb that fits every motherfucking vehicle on the road i'm going to plug it in and fix this this safety situation immediately I, I, I don't know how in the fucking world that you would have to do this much to take a fucking light bulb out.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, you should never have to pop your trunk. To, to <laughs> pop your trunk. You can you can pop your hood and... It should be like a light bulb in your house. Unscrew yes. it. Yes, you yes. should be a light bulb in your house. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man. That fucking blows, dude. Like... My thing with the car has been that I bought a car with a tire with a slow leak and I think that I am uh, too cheap to replace it and uh, didn't want to take it back in to get them to put a new tire on. So we're just constantly refilling the slow leak tire and we'll do so until it pops.
0: You got to get out of that lifestyle. That's never worth it. (laughs) <laughs> I will buy a whole brand new tire and just be done with it. Like, you don't have to go bug somebody else, but get that out of there. That's not worth it. It's, it's like such a drain on your fucking joy to like, anytime you're trying to go to somewhere, you're just always looking at that little orange light. That's blinking. And you're like, fuck, it could blow at any moment. You know,
1: <laughs> like, that's not worth it. I fucking hate indicator lights. So fucking much like indicator lights are the absolute, shits and like they bum everybody out from like anytime one of those lights comes on in my car brett no matter what the light means katie tries to get me to get an oil change here sure. every time she's just like i think this card this might need an oil change so um yeah it- Let me let me tell you how I feel
0: a little bit of thing that maybe fills me with a little bit of anxiety is that like when I post about uh, not wanting to work on my car and paying somebody else to do it, how there's like millions of fucking dudes that think that you can just look up YouTube and fix a vehicle like it's like a 2000 fucking pound vehicle you know, that people are slapped together, that everyone thinks that you can just like work on yourself. You can, you can plug an ECU in. It's, I don't know. I don't feel like I want to drive on the roads. I feel like you should only be in the hands of professionals. I don't feel like I should be doing any of this shit myself at all. Like, because if I got to share the road with other people, nobody can afford to maintain these fucking things and make sure they're okay. You know, but we're all just like doing a cannonball run on the freeway with cars that like people got to get to to their job, you know, and they're just going to slap together
1: whatever they got. Like the rest of us, you know, what's funny about what you just said is that like, uh, I don't know who I was talking to. Um, God damn it. Who was I recently talking to who said the same thing? Like you can just, you can, you can watch a YouTube video and fix it. And I believe that you can't watch a YouTube video. Video and fix it. Here's the problem with that, Brett. You also need the tools to fix it, <laughs> which is where the problem comes in. <laughs> because if you don't have the tools, then you're fucked anyway. And who has a bunch of tools?
0: I mean, but and the thing about it is, it's like you sit and you sit and you watch a video for to do a four-hour job but then you end up like stripping a bolt and then you have to like drill something out now. And then, or, um, you bang your fucking hand on the inside of somewhere or a gasket gets cut out somewhere. Like there's just so much knowledge that's required to do this. And YouTube is great, you know, for democratizing information, but I don't think that everybody should be forced to work on their fucking vehicle out of like out of like uh, because they don't have any money just because like being forced to
1: it's you're talking, I, you're talking universal car care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it sounds like that's what you're trying to get, get at here. I'm like, into uh, a li-
0: uh, just a low, a minimum wage of car uh, safety and acceptance and standards. <laughs> like what, if something isn't fit for the road, we'll fit you
1: right up with, there's plenty of useless cars sitting around. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if you're looking at the chat Brett but think thirsty said I recently paid off a 2015 Kia Soul and while I'm glad to not have a car payment not feeling great about that choice. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's hard I, to sit in like a vehicle that wasn't that was made to be affordable not to be like the best vehicle or the safest vehicle. It was just meant to like be within someone's payment range.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll say this though any paid off car is good. They're great. I yeah. I have to say that if your car's paid off, I, I don't fucking give a shit what kind of car it is. A twenty, I'll, you give me a twenty fifteen paid off Kia Soul. The reason I got rid of my Kia Soul, except for that it was a total piece of shit. Uh, was that I still owed like $7,000 on it. Right, (laughs) And I was like, this car's not only a massive piece of shit, but I'm going to be paying for it for another two years. And I don't think it's going to make it another two years. It was in hospice when I got rid of it. Yeah. (laughs) But I, I always just think that like, if I can get a paid off car, one, I would fix stuff. You know what I'm saying? No, like, I, I wouldn't. wouldn't. No, never. I don't want to be involved with that. I mean, I
0: guess I, I would set aside money to pay somebody else to do it. But I'm, I would, I'm glad to have. They can be the experts at that. You know, like you're, like. So I, I go to the car mechanic place, and the guy saw my car, which has a gigantic ice wall mural on one side and a cobra oh, fighting no. a panther on the front. And he looks at me and he goes, uh, you're the, uh, the art car, right? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, me and my guys were wondering, uh, when are you going to get the right side done? <laughs> it made me so fucking mad. Like, it was good. It was, it's ball busting. I'm not that, like, sensitive. But I just it just made me hate the fucking auto mechanics. All Thinking of Thinking
1: of it like it's, a tattoo. He thinks you've got a tattoo on your car that, right. that needs a little more work. I got a, I got a warp to
0: bodysuit. I got, yeah. like, a pathetic... A pathetic, a pathetic car
1: paint yeah let's just do the. let's just fucking be real here dude uh you're totally right about universal car insurance yeah,
0: I, I mean am- i don't i don't it's it's the same thing as like i feel like crime goes away when people aren't desperate so i don't want people to be desperate i also feel like catastrophes on the road will go away when people aren't responsible for getting on YouTube to try to fix their Honda Civic for $89 instead of having someone do the repair the correct way.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the repairs are so expensive, but it's like, I understand that the mechanics deserve to get paid. It's just, they've had like, you know, 50 years of bad press. (laughs) You know, it's like really hard not to think the worst of them. In my well, and, opinion, I, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like maybe it's because it this the thing about
0: it though is that I'm dealing with a sales guy. I'm not even dealing with a mechanic, so that's probably unfair. Because this guy is treating me like a moron um, because I came to a mechanic. Like it just seems like they assume you know nothing and that like you're helpless and I, they explain it to you and they just I
1: don't know. It's it's just the worst experience to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And Think Thirsty said, man, those dudes are absolutely telling each other about the guy with the painted Prius, which is a really funny thought. I mean, your car came up earlier this week on social media and another place, didn't it? (laughs) Oh yeah. Somebody posted uh, on a meme about
0: like the, the, the sixth picture in your camera roll is what killed you. And it was someone posted a picture of my car and said, I saw this IRL. It was insane. I can't believe someone has this. That has got to make you feel good. Yeah, yeah. I'm killing it. I'm crushing it. I'm doing very well for myself. I'm really not that mad about it. I just, I mean, I just, they just cost too much and they're not necessary. I wouldn't have chose cars as like transportation. I like bikes. I like buses.
1: You it's know. the kid. You got a kid. You got the to kid, get yeah. places with the kid. I, I, I fully believe that if you were uh, Brett from 2011 still, you would still have just rode bikes all yeah. the time. I think, I feel like what broke you on the bike thing is Texas. You got screwed in fucking Texas. And uh, uh, that's what that's what kind of got you out of the habit. And I mean, you had a kid, but I'm, I'm just saying like, no, I, I, I liked riding in Texas. Actually, I wrote a lot, but they oh, were also you assholes. To tell me and it was hot. Yeah, you used to tell me that people were mean and shit in Texas. So. DC was the one that shut me down because it was absolutely
0: unacceptable. There was no place to ride bikes and they do not want you to ride bikes in Washington DC. Dallas had like an outlaw culture of bike people, but like DC was just like
1: uh we kill cyclists every year. <laughs> <laughs> um let's uh take a look at some news. I got a piece from the uh, New York Times here that I saw, uh, California, it is doing something good for it. I, you know what's funny, dude? I is like, that Cali. like Yeah, when California comes up with a new law that makes the conservatives really mad, it's always a good law. It's hey, always good. They mean they yeah they they earn their position. They know how um, to, they know how to be the best villain for conservatism. Yeah. Yeah. Among the pandemic's biggest economic winners is Amazon, which nearly doubled its annual profit last year to $21 and is on pace to far exceed that total this year. The profits flowed from the millions of Americans who value the convenience of quick home delivery, but critics complain that the arrangement comes at a large cost to workers, whom they say the company pushes to physical extremes. But that labor model could begin to change under a California bill that would require warehouse employers like Amazon to disclose productivity quotas for workers whose progress they often track using algorithms. Wow. Super-
0: yeah. This so supervised- that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, like a super good. Check like- the metrics. It's unreasonable. And especially because... Like we're, we're a hundred years away from like when the unions were people that did bombs and gun stuff, um, overworking, you know, over eight hours a day. And these computers have us doing the job of like four people in in four hours. Like the productivity is at an all time high. They're, they're extracting the most. They're trying to put fucking exoskeletons on people at Amazon. So yeah, there should be some sort of limit on how much you require. It should be a lot lower than, than what they want. Uh, but it is, it's at least, I think that's the, you know, the, the thing that most is, is, the most frustrating, um, being born as a baby and then seeing adults and thinking that adults were in charge of stuff and then growing up and realizing they never have any sort of tough conversations and never confront anything of, that's worthwhile, uh, I think it's a good discussion to talk about what metrics are because I, I, you know, that's a, that's a barbecue conversation. That's a backyard conversation, but publicly we need to say that the metrics are too motherfucking high. Like they always been, and it's just getting more outrageous the more that they control everything with GPS and, and,
1: and all the other monitor systems they got. So, I mean, do you remember the worst metric that you had to live by? By any chance, like, do, do you bring, cause I have uh, one for myself.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say for me, it would probably call Q. Um, I, when I worked at discover car doing collections, um, I would get really. They pit wanted to get to, and I would, would collect, you know, $20,000 for the week. And I would be done on a Wednesday and I would kind of mill around and like not take calls on Thursday and Fridays and not really try to, to do any extra effort because of, that's what they wanted. And so that, yeah, that,
1: that was one for me, I guess. Like, I would say, uh, I would say the one for me that I, I have always hated. Well, two. One, I will go with the call center thing, too. Six minute call times was, yeah. that was a game changer for me in how I deal with people over the phone that I'm working with and also how I decide that I'm going to be like, okay, like I know what, I know what we're working on, what time level we're working on. You know, we're not, we're not like, we don't, our interests aren't necessarily aligned here. You, I might have a problem that is complicated and your problem is that you really need to make sure I'm off the phone in six minutes.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was, and that's the beginning uh, was even with like doing fast food stuff. I remember them putting like an actual timer up where you had like 90 seconds to get things done and And you know nobody's set up from before there, there's not enough time in the day to get everything ready and you're just watching things fall apart in real time, and you're getting together an excuse and that's what most of your day is is apologizing to people instead of providing any sort of level of service because right, you, been, you've been set up from for they they have these requirements on paper that make sense and that that the 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 board requires and that financially seem to work but aren't aren't attainable by any part
1: of the workforce without an incredible amount of turnover. Yes. And I would say that, that like, I never experienced it with, when I worked at McDonald's, they didn't do that. They didn't do that amount of time. Like they didn't give you an amount of time, but since then I've been to like a few places where it has been like uh, a clock clock right by the second window of the drive-through. And it has like, it tells you when it was supposed to be there. And like the most evil thing that corporations do to customer service workers is like when they let people know, like giving a time. Like, I've noticed lately if I order food to pick up over the internet, you know, if I go on and and, and order from their thing, that they will give you an exact time. It's like, this food's going to be done at 7.52, and I get to the restaurant, and I'm furious if it's not ready by at least 7.55, and I know that i'm wrong in that situation i i totally fucking know that i'm wrong to get furious about it but it's uncontrollable in me it feels like it's so hard i i recently went to a place i think they're only in ohio uh, it's a place called piada which is basically uh uh, they make spaghetti burritos yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's the easiest way to explain
0: (laughs) yeah tortillas uh, and spaghetti together finally
1: (laughs) (laughs) we've been trying to get people have been trying to get spaghetti burritos forever people been doing it on the sly at
0: their houses (laughs) you know but finally we're out in the open we're doing a
1: burrito with spaghetti in it god i just admitted this on twitter so i can say it on the show i've never admitted this to people before some nights when i get super stoned And I'm hungry and there's nothing that like I would really want to eat. Okay. I will uh, take Cool Ranch Doritos if we have them. Sometimes we don't have Cool Ranch Doritos. And I'll crush them up in a tortilla and then just roll it up like a burrito and eat it. Okay. (laughs) Dry burrito tortilla. (laughs) Dusty burrito. burrito. (laughs) Dusty burrito. (laughs) So dry. I'm just standing there with a drink next to me after every bite. But every, the consistency of every bite is so good. I get it. Crunchy, soft. It's like, yeah. 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 There's there's double decker
0: tacos at Taco Bell.
1: Yeah. It it would be a crazy person thing to do to put Cool Ranch Doritos in a hard taco shell. (laughs) No, (laughs) it's too much. You'll cut your mouth up. (laughs) Yeah, you can't do that. But you can put them in a soft flour tortilla and you got yourself a nice little treat. So, uh, that's a little Brian snack thing here. Oh my God. Idea guy in the chat said, I recently been putting teriyaki sauce on white bread and eating that. (laughs) You know, the funny thing is, was like, uh, when Taco Bell started
0: selling cheese roll ups was, that was like the most depression ass meal in the world. But then they were like, I mean, if you don't want to get up and microwave a tortilla and some cheese, we'll
1: make it. We'll do it. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And and they're like,
1: they're like only a dollar or something. Oh yeah, they're right? fifty nine cents, maybe even. That's actually—it's a good way to shut a baby up when you want to get something good to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So, so. Oh, I, I wanted to bring up my other metric that I hated. There were six minute call times, and then the worst one ever was at the cable company when they decided to intensely focus on one metric and that metric was called callbacks and basically if you went and did a job and then somebody had to go back after that job for whatever reason it could have been any problem uh, then it counted against you and uh, the number was so low that that would have to happen and it was the most uncontrollable metric i ever had (laughs) which it it is like a good there's a good reason for it never make a mistake ever yeah and it's just anything can happen dude when i worked at the cable company i would sometimes go to the same house like three times in three weeks and just program their remote control and show them how to use it like i did that a lot dude some people just don't they're just not inclined to use it. And TVs got so confusing that, like, I think there was like a generation of people who just were not up with like switching inputs. Like, they didn't understand why it takes five buttons to watch TV.
2: Now. Yeah,
0: you're right. Once, yeah, they understood there were different cables coming into the back with sources. Those sources really fucked people up. Input and sources, like, just tripped a lot of people up. We lost so many people.
1: Yeah, it looks like we have a cable, cable guy or a cable person in the chat because he said, I fucking hate callbacks. Sometimes it has nothing at all to do with the original issue. So why is that on me? And that really is the argument you would have. And Brett, dude, I got put on probation a few times. Like 90-day probation a few times. Some lonely
0: person uh, had a scrambled screen and then their, their batteries ran out they their
1: remote and that became a callback. Oh, God, Think Thirsty has one. Bad metric, customer reviews. That is absolutely one of the most important. You can't control that. You can't control that at all. There's no way. Oh, but I was telling about the Piata trip. I went to Piata. I ordered on their app. And I got there, and it wasn't ready when I got there. And I stood there for a half hour. And Gwen was with me, and in my head, I was fuming. But I would also be like, hey, uh, uh, I'm trying to be calm. And Gwen would be like, Brian, or dad, you have to be calm. You know, be fucking cool, okay? And I was like, I'm being calm. I'm being calm. But I was like crossing my fingers and tapping my foot and kind of exasperatedly walking around, like I did at that car rental place in Denver. Or wow. are, are in Chicago that got us. We ended up getting a car because I threw a tantrum. <laughs> but uh, um, so it takes a half hour. But there is this other guy next to me that is also waiting. And I hate this fucking guy because he ordered food for him and whoever was with him, his wife or his girlfriend or just a friend. They ordered on separate orders and his order came way after her order. And it's like, that's kind of on you, dude. Like you you don't do separate orders. Just so you found someone to feel better than
0: why you threw a tantrum at a fast food restaurant. But he was screaming at them, dude. Oh,
1: wow. He was being so fucking mean. And he was like yelling. He was like pointing at specific people in the back of the kitchen and being like, what the what the fuck are you doing? What oh, are you wow. doing? Like, because she wasn't like moving at the speed that he would want to move. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, yeah. And you're just kind of standing there. And then he's fucking looking at me. And he feels like me and him are on the same wavelength. And I am not on the same wavelength. No. Here, guys. You <laughs> no. got to cut that. No.
0: <laughs> no, I'm a trader. I don't know. I'm a <laughs> trader i'm on their team i know yeah, i'm, I'm with mad them. too i whoop their ass with you like if you start shit against them i'm taking you out from behind i got you flanked <laughs> already jump over that counter i'll snatch you up i'm gonna do a heel turn on you yeah sure. you, you better get a chair in the back <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> yeah like me and this guy are like and and think thirsty said i hope he enjoyed the spit unfortunately at piada it's like chipotle so you can't spit in the food they have made uh, you it can lick s- your
0: hand and wipe it all over the food <laughs> not no, you, you can you can turn to the side lick your hand and wipe it into anything you want
1: yeah yeah so yeah i think it was cool though because like i was so fucking mad right but i did i don't know like, why verbalized.
0: this is surprising for you you're like the biggest baby of them all. Like, you're usually like, you're a fin dom when it comes to this shit. I'm surprised you didn't get, you give them a 200% tip on this.
1: But I didn't say a word to them. I didn't you say anything. Through threw a tantrum I, in, the, in the lobby. Yeah, I can do it for the chat people. Uh, uh, I crossed my arms like this. And since you don't have your face, like, that is a key thing that's gone for me. I don't have my face, which I would use my face, but like what I did was I opened my eyes like as wide as possible, just all the way open. So you can see white on all the sides. And then I kind of would tap my foot and then I would throw my hands up in the air and go and then walk backwards and
0: then back up to the counter man in those situations i just grab a booth and throw my feet up and wait for the notification on my phone to say my shit is ready yeah because i've been dealing i mean that's everywhere chipotle is the same way now most of the places it's so fucked up dude the goddamn school system columbus city schools does not have bus drivers at all they've got people doing horrendous hours i'm sure the bus is late 60 minutes every day of the week monday through friday there are not any, nobody is driving these fucking buses. Yeah. 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 Nobody's like working. Nobody wants to work at these places. Like they, it, it, I don't, I don't know. I, it's, uh, we're at the end of, uh, we're at the end of the rope for a lot of this
1: shit. That service leisure economy yeah. that we've been living in for like, you know, since the early 2000s or since like maybe the mid 2000s, just me and you would scream and yell on this show that like, there's very few places that should be open 24 hours, and everything. There got to be a point where it was like, there's fucking places open until 3 a.m. That like, you know, like a, a fucking O'Charlies is open till two in the morning, <laughs> or Applebee's, so and I'm, like, Oh, I'm, I'm pro that. Yeah. Well, I think but shit closes. Yeah. Sorry. Shit closes too early now. They but they, they don't have anybody to do it yeah they don't have anybody to do it dude i don't think anybody wants to work third shift anymore i think that is going to maybe start to be a thing of the past yeah i mean i mean and like i think it's
0: the same with like five for 15 happened and now there's jokes about how five for 15 doesn't mean shit after inflation which is right on the money and it's just like the bad attitudes that the like all of this has has like really culminated in a, in a way that i didn't realize i'd get to see Like it's nice to see that service is fucked up, and that like there is some sort of recognition now of like uh, how how much power people have that do these jobs. You know, they can wreck your whole fucking day. They can hold up your goddamn Grubhub. You can order all you want on the motherfucking app. They don't have to make it as fast as the app says. You know, I agree. And you'll deal with it because you're fucking looking for the lowest common denominator. You're, you're a race to the bottom motherfucker if you're if you're getting your food delivered from like an Einstein bagels or any fast food motherfucking restaurant. Like a Panera or a Piata. Like, you're pathetic. Just go pick it up. Like, I, did. I did. Other go people, go like it the, our, our ancestors had to go kill things. Like, all you have to do is drive 10 minutes away and listen to a brand new album that's
1: fire. I mean, dude, our fucking parents had to like, drive usually a lot a little bit further than than we do oh yeah in a car that has am radio (laughs) like in like a crummy car with am radio they had to probably not everything was like right next to you and not everything was yeah available 24 hours a day brought to your house i think that is maybe the the biggest issue i have with amazon is like, it is such an unrealistic expectation of what you can, what your, your idea of what life should be is. Like, it's, a, it's unrealistic to think that somehow uh, uh, people who are able to get me grill, I bought two thermometer probes for my uh, thermometer, my grilling thermometer. Sure. And uh, uh, they were $9 and they were at my house the next day, the following day in the morning. And that is an unrealistic expectation of what you should be able to expect from the service industry, I think, unless these people are making $30 an hour, if, if. The people making this stuff happen are making real money, then it's like, okay, I guess that makes sense
0: <laughs> and, and it is it's very peculiar as well because it feels like um if online you're going to sell me a spatula for the lowest amount possible, I feel like I feel like I should get it whenever versus if I go to a store and I have to pay with with what they want pay for what they ask for,
1: you know yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, uh, Cyclone Jack Sullivan in the chat just said, I only do pickup and I don't have a car or a bike. I do that shit on foot. Uh, I hope to get an answer from you. Is that uh, cheap? Are you being cheap or (laughs) like (laughs) what is the reason? Yeah. I guess pride. The
0: bill, which the assembly. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Besides going to pick up your food, you're going to get an extra TikTok or Twitter or Instagram time in, like 36
1: minutes of bullshit on your phone. Uh, You're just you're making me like reassess my thought process when I order delivery
0: food. I'm done. Yeah, like that. I've stopped doing it. Like I I have like my places. What's really changed for me during quarantine and COVID is that like, I don't like look for the newest, hottest places and try to get them delivered to my door. I know the places that I can get to that are nearby that have like the Thai food that I want or uh, Mexican food, whatever it may be, pupusas. There's, there's all kinds of stuff around me that I as my go-to. And I just rely on them over and over again. Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, the delivery should... I we've talked about it forever, but the styrofoam box lifestyle sucks. It's it does for since forever, but if you can go there and get it, yeah, it's better.
1: Yeah. And I think when I'm delivering the true real reason that I'm getting the food delivered to me is because I don't feel like driving. Yeah. It's those are the Because You're words.
0: giving into to an awful feeling. You're giving into a ridiculous feeling that is unnecessary. I agree. I agree. You have a really nice car to drive that has Bluetooth technology that will play whatever (laughs) will make you feel good out loud on the speakers.
1: I mean, I didn't realize that that was the reason until Gwen got her license. And every time I go to order food for delivery, she's like, I'll just go pick it up. And I'm like, oh no, a teenager's like less lazy than me. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it.
0: It's easy to get there though, but it costs a lot. Like it hurt, it hurts you like in the in the pocketbook. And then I think more than anything, it's I don't know. You, I, I would like to have my 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 like takeout food or it was not my groceries and I'm paying someone else to make food for me. I want to be excited enough to get out of my goddamn bed and drive (laughs) to the place and go pick it up myself. Like, I think it deserves that kind of appreciation. I don't like otherwise just give me a slop. Like otherwise just hook me up to a tube.
1: I mean, you're, you're a hundred percent right here, dude. I am. I have never, I don't think I ever like, took apart my thought process and why i have things delivered but it is i mean i okay there's one place that i have delivered that is impossible to park at so you have to give me some leeway here i know i gave up i have delivered
0: no, I'm with you. There's place there's actually restaurants I never eat at because of the parking situation. Like it's unfortunate that they have bad parking, but it's like I'll never be your
1: customer. And you like them? Like have you ever just like I love Shake Shack. It's one of my favorite places. And I don't even really get it anymore because there's a five guys by my house when I'm trying to burg down so uh i can just go pick that up but yeah there's no parking at the shake shack absolutely none and it's in the busiest part of town where there's also no parking so sure i get it you know i just i don't do that but um, i mean
2: yeah
0: i mean i'm not totally against it it's just that i mean i'm talking to myself mostly i'm not admonishing anyone else
2: no but it's are right about- like it's just
0: such a stupid bad behavior that is easy to fix that isn't like it's not capitalism that's doing that to me. Like I could, I could at least appreciate my station in life. If I can have a vehicle to get somewhere to ma- make my food happen.
1: No. And it, it's a really, it, it is a really good point. You know, I, I mean, there are extenuating circumstances where I think it's totally fine. If you don't have a working car, Um, I can definitely see the delivery being a little bit more because you can't just afford a car, you can't really go to the store. Like I get that. Um, if you if if you were like, uh, uh, you know, it would be ableist to say that like nobody should be able to order food. No, but most of us should yes. definitely be going and picking our food up. Yeah, I mean, think, I would say ninety five percent of us probably should well, I don't pick I think our food up.
0: I think that's, and and this is the same thing that goes back to like, how much are we asking people to do? Like, are we really asking Amazon employees to touch a hundred boxes? That's like, that's fucking ridiculous. We should put a cap on that. And it's the same as like, we should have a a grown up conversation about like, why are, why do we have people that work a a full-time job and then have to bring things to our house to make $6? Like, why are we willing to just throw $6?
1: Instead of just picking up our food ourselves. You're I mean, and for me it's even more because I always pick priority. I always want to be delivered before everybody
2: else. I didn't (laughs) think it could be
1: another dollar fifty. Oh, yeah. There's a choice on what to eat.
0: I mean, I'm quantum about the whole thing. Like I'm I'm totally a part of the architecture, but it's just absolutely fucking bizarre that we can't even talk about it out loud and acknowledge where we're at. And, you know, the same thing is like, I I have seen the ads for all the fast food places around me, 12 to $18 an hour at some places. And even like uh dry cleaners and, you know, th- like it, it's working. Like, I don't know it, what the, the coronavirus stuff, the stimulus, the unemployment, all of that was enough to put pressure to, to change the atmosphere because like Working life is in a place that I would not have believed was happening five years ago. Right,
1: right. And uh, somebody more people said, are like
0: more people are down on their job and ready to just burn it all than ever before.
1: Uh, somebody else in the chat said they do it instead of getting a DUI. And you know what? That's a good point. DUI is perfect reason. But, 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 you probably don't need that food. <laughs> <laughs> if you're drunk late at night and you're ordering food um to be delivered, you're probably gonna fall asleep before the food gets there. It happens. It's the classic it drunk guy lot. thing to do. You're, yep. fucking, you're like, I need a, I need a fucking I need a pizza, a grand and then, slam breakfast. Yeah, and then two it's 2 a.m. and everybody else that's drunk in town is also doing the same thing it's like when you tr- it's it's exactly like when you try to go out to uh, uh you try to get taco bell or white castle or something at two in the morning oh yeah and you're <laughs> just stuck in the middle of a two-hour party yeah it's like the longest line everybody's screaming you're at each other tailgating a white castle yeah, Waiting
0: for a truck to deliver new uh, onion chips.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, terminations. Per, per, uh, so uh, uh, let's see here. The bill which, which the assembly passed in May and the state Senate is expected to vote on this week would prohibit any quota that prevents workers from taking state mandated breaks or using the bathroom when needed or that keeps employers from complying with health and safety laws. The legislation, it's the least amount, too, Brad. I know. That's the other thing about this is this is like we're going to stand up for workers and say they can use the bathroom when they need to. Yeah. And they can work 18-hour days still, but they do get a 15-minute break every once in a while, and they're allowed to go to the bathroom, I guess. <laughs> Yes, um uh, of course a lot of the companies in california are freaking out about it uh they're going after one company but at the same time they're pulling everyone else in the supply chain under this umbrella that's fine dude hey that's a <laughs> hundred i'm fine with that i think let's get them all in there going i heard anything uh Kelly Nantel, an Amazon spokeswoman, declined to comment on the bill, but said in a statement that performance targets are determined based on actual employee performance over a period of time, and that they take into account the employee's experience as well as health and safety considerations. Oh, God. If I could see that pie chart. Yeah. What is of what they take into consideration? (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, show your work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, miss miss Michelin, the retail association president emphasized that the data was proprietary information and said the bill's proponents want the data because it helps unionize distribution centers. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but but Amazon is saying that like, yeah, you just want to know what it is because then you'll be able to start a union because people will realize how fucked over we are. Yeah, it's not fair that you, should, you would judge us. You don't know us. We're a family. A report by the Strategic Organizing Center, a group backed by four labor unions, shows that Amazon's serious injury rate nationally was almost double that of the rest of the warehousing industry in 2020, and more than twice that of warehouses at Walmart, a top competitor. So it sounds like there is a problem if... Your serious injury rate is double Walmart, which is not a good company. No, that's yeah, they've been bad since they were bad before Amazon actually. Asked about the findings, Ms. Nantel, the Amazon spokeswoman, did not directly address them but said that the company recently entered into a partnership with a nonprofit safety advocacy group to develop ways of preventing musculoskeletal injuries. She also said that Amazon had invested over $300 million this year in safety measures like redesigning workstations. Um, well that, that's nice, I guess. Uh, 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 who knows? And, uh, there were, a lot, there were a lot of grandmothers, one worker said in a study underwritten by the Los Angeles County Federation of Labor, another backer of the California bill. Managers would come to these older women and say, hey, I need you to speed up. And then you could see in her face, she almost wants to cry. She's like, this is the fastest my body can literally go. What? Um, yeah. This is in the yeah. court? This is in a study that somebody did. Shh, okay. Okay. Uh, Yasenia Barrera, a former Amazon worker in California, said that managers told her she needed to pull 200 items an hour from a conveyor belt, unbox them, and scan them. She said she was usually able to reach target only by minimizing her bathroom use. That would be me ignoring using restroom-type things to be able to make it, Ms. Barrera said in an interview for this article. When the bell would ring for a break, I felt like I had to do a few more items before I took off. Yeah, that's an absolutely unacceptable speed. Yeah. Less than one, like a half a second for less than half a second. I'm trying to figure out. I mean, 200 divided by 60, I could give you. I I just don't know if that gets the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that's where we're at. Yeah, but it is like every half second, uh, more than a half second, you have to unbox and remove the stuff. I mean that is that's a breakneck pace that's that is it's un- so, yeah, not possible yeah and if people have to i mean it should oh, it's 60 be 60 minutes not seconds <laughs> 60 minutes yes but it, that's still a lot 200 for 60 minutes it's like two a minute yeah yeah so i mean you should you know what it should be i'm going to give you this 6 50 boxes per minute is the maximum you're allowed to ever do. That's
0: it. I I think that you should lay the boxes down in front of the people, and then whenever they get done with them, they're done with them. Yeah, Burl says. There's no
2: requirements
0: of enthusiasm or speed um, without any sort of promise of anything else beyond what they're offering. Yeah, like if it's if it's $12 an hour, I'll get to them when I get to them. If it's $30 an hour. (laughs) I'll do it with a smile on my face.
1: I'll do 200 boxes in an hour. If yeah, you I'll do 200 an hour for $30 an
0: hour. <laughs> hour. Absolutely.
1: I yeah, can do that. Yeah. Miss Gonzalez said that when she met, or you're responding to the speed at which a machine is moving, said Dr. Flores, who has studied injuries in the industry. The greater reliance on robotics, the higher incidence of repetitive motions and thus repetitive injuries. Amazon has been the leader in adopting warehouse robotics. So, that's another thing is like, they, they have robots, but the robots just serve to speed up the line for the humans.
0: Yeah, the robots spit like. it out faster for humans. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking. Uh, I mean, one, you know, robots and humans, it's a good
1: mix until they ruin everything. During a meeting a few days before the assembly passed this year's bill, she said Amazon officials acknowledged that they could do more to promote the health and safety of their workers but did not offer specific proposals beyond coaching employees on how to be more productive. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ, man. They're like, Um, yeah,
0: I guess they feel bad about it, but we're just going to cheer them up and try to get them to give a little extra.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the story I got this from Brett, the tweet I got this from was, uh, California. Hold on. I got to find it. Uh, California is on the verge of passing. Basically, one of the articles, I I just read the New York Times one. But one of the articles said they got an Amazon spokesperson that said, uh, if this happens, like that they're basically vigilant to make sure that people aren't stealing time by using the bathroom. Yeah. is, Is what they were thinking. Like that it would lead to people abusing bathroom breaks. Yeah, essentially,
0: yeah, all the people, all the bean counters found out that we were using the toilet for a really
1: long time and wanted to, like, fight against that. Yeah, this is, uh, Noam Scheiber posts this, California's on the verge of passing a bill that would rein in Amazon production quotas. The bill's author says an Amazon official expressed concern that some employees would abuse more generous bathroom time when they met to discuss the bill And Of course, I mean, I'm drinking all kinds of crazy. I'm drinking
0: Mountain Dews. I'm drinking uh, goddamn protein powders, Gatorades, all of that. I have to go potty. You know what? It doesn't matter. There's like, this is unacceptable for all of work. This is what's made me mad ever since I was 18 years old and they said, you can work now. And all of a sudden they cared about when I used the restroom. And like, I don't like when I have to use the restroom. I would have not done it. I would have chose not to do this. But I'm a waste-creating thing. And I'm stuck here in a uniform that you fucking provided for me. And I have to go sit on that toilet. So fucking, what are you going to do? How are you going to litigate against that? How are you going to make rules against how we're all supposed to be? Because it seems completely and wildly different from person to person. I've never met another person that's the same experience as me. And all of a sudden, we're all being
1: forced into this paradigm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's really shit. And I hope, I mean, I hope it passes and I hope it leads to um, more unionization efforts. I, this is a possible thing to do. It's going to be very hard, but I think a union at Amazon is a truly a I think, worthy. Goal. I think that we can that, keep it rolling. There's because eventually everyone's going
0: to be working for Amazon, and I just yeah. hope that there can the internet can use the influence to get people to revolt against this because already where everybody's like doing part time work for Amazon. In some way, we're all working for Amazon already. And like we just have to upend all that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, Brett, would you like to give some advice tonight? Would you like to take a trip through maybe some ethical questions from advice columns? What's the basis of your morals? Well, no. Is that, yes. what that guy I yes. said? <laughs> I don't remember that. What's the basis of your moral? Your something. ethics or something. Yeah. So let's answer some questions, Brett, from, from different advice columns. I think I've got two questions, and then we'll call it a night. But this is Dear Abby, okay? Okay. Um, everybody in the chat, grab onto something. Because this is going to make you grit your teeth in a way that I don't think what is the- you're prepared for. Think Thirsty is right. What is the basis of your morality? That's it. That is it. Yes. What is the basis of your morality? <laughs> um, here we go. Everybody grab onto something. Maybe put a helmet on. I don't know. This is going to get you.
2: <clears throat>
1: Dear Abby, I'm a 28-year-old mother of two. My teenage adopted sister steals makeup from stores. It sometimes happens when we're together, but I never catch her doing it. She has told me she feels no remorse about stealing the items. Sister's badass. Uh, My parents and I have lectured her time after time. She's now claiming her friends give her makeup they don't like. I'm exasperated because she doesn't seem to get it. All right, everybody, get ready. Get ready. Would it be wrong of me to tip off the security guard on our next shopping trip? (gasps) I want her to learn a lesson before it's too late. No, you need to learn a lesson. You need to be (laughs) taught something real quick. You need to be
0: uh, snatched up you need to yeah. be stopped <laughs> whatever you're in charge of not anymore no you yeah have, you have too much authority you you have too much you you think you you think you're in charge too much what are you fucking
1: doing here <laughs> i i when i read that sentence but but here's more here's more of this question yeah um um okay I'm exasperated because she doesn't seem to get it. Would it be wrong? Okay, so I said that. I want her to learn a lesson before it's too late. Yet, if I, it could result in juvenile detention and a financial burden on my parents. I love my sister, but I'm worried her habit may lead to an unfortunate adulthood. She has had counseling in the past for numerous issues, but she either lies to her therapist or just sits quietly and says nothing. Please help me, Abby. I'm pissed about this. This is ridiculous. I have never heard.
0: You made up. You made up something. You know, there's those of us that know that you can bend the rules and we do it constantly. All of you on the outside, stay jealous. Don't turn people in that know that they can just grab stuff off the shelf and put it in their pocket and no one will ever know. And here's the thing. It's not a problem until you get caught. If they're good enough to not get caught, then they are at the level that you shouldn't be criticizing. This isn't a cry for help. This isn't somebody blatantly doing things. This is somebody that is comfortable in what they can do. And the the target already knows they're losing money to this person anyways. So So now you've come in to be the police. You want to be the police. You want to create violence. You're mad. You're jealous that, that, somebody doesn't follow the rules the way you do because you're a fucking bootlicker.
1: Yeah. I mean, you have a sister. I have four uh, siblings. Uh, I can't really think of anything beyond hating on stealing. Nobody,
0: <laughs> nobody that they hating on stealing is something that can never happen unless you're a one percenter or a 10 percenter unless you make over if you make over a hundred thousand dollars a year then you start hating on stealing but everyone else everyone else like we know what it
1: is like nobody how dare you care about that i guess for me it's like uh uh i tried to figure out who this woman is that that wrote this letter and like i
2: know
1: yeah she's judgy uh probably talks a lot of shit about her sister to like anybody who will listen. And is the person that wrote this letter is the problem in the family is really what I believe her sister's not the problem. She's the fucking problem. No, she, her sister is like a
0: prop to be someone that she's better than. Yep. And that's all she's looking for is a reason to make her sister look bad because she can't be good. Because she
1: can't be good at shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, her sister... Yeah, it's the worst. So let's hear what Abby had to say. If you do what you're contemplating and your sister finds out you were the person who turned her in, she will never forgive you for it. Right on. I agree that the girl has a serious problem. That's why I'm advising you to tell your parents what has been going on and let them handle it. While my inclination would be to give her a dose of tough love... It would be better if it comes from your parents because they are responsible for her. And,
0: but also, I mean, you don't, you stop stealing when you don't have to, when you're young, everybody steals if they're young and they, they don't have the money. Why is this? Why is this a, a bad path? This is a path that like 99% of us went on. Yeah. I yeah well, we've yeah. all, we That's, all stole to get where we're at. And then we
1: didn't have to steal anymore. We stopped. Totally. You're right about that. You're, you're a hundred percent right about that. Uh, so I guess we'll do one last one here. Um, I'm going to go with this one that I saw a couple weeks ago because I'm interested in your, uh, uh, opinion on this. And I'm also, I think now that we're at the end of the show, I can say, uh, I kind of want calls about this piece of advice because I'm interested in people's feelings about it. And I got this from the New York Times, uh, what is it, social cues, uh, advice column. Um, and here we go. I'm staying with my parents until I go back to college in September. A few days ago, while I was driving home, way below the speed limit, the neighbor's dog darted into the street. It looked like he was chasing something. I slammed off my brakes and felt a thud. I got out of the car and saw that I had hit the dog. He was dead. I carried him to my neighbor's house, but no one was home. So I left him on the doorstep. I was going to write a note, but I chickened out. Now the neighbors have posted signs around the neighborhood asking if anyone knows what happened. I feel terrible. Is it too late to speak up? (laughs) They thought it was a message. (laughs) They thought they got message. I thought somebody
0: killed their damn dog and just put it out there like you better stop what you're doing right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I had to answer for this person, if I was given advice and maybe I'm a bad person is how I'm going to answer this. Uh, it's too late. It's too late to speak up. Everybody's going to look, it's sad when your dog dies. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's devastating. It's devastating. Only
0: Only reason I ever saw my dad cry. Which is when the dog died. Not like when any human died.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I just think it's too... I, I, I just don't know what telling them would solve. You know? Like, there's no... There's, this is one of those things. And these situations are always interesting to me. Is It's one of those things where it's like, maybe, yeah. Maybe the truth isn't super necessary in this situation. I um,
0: I My opinion is that, like, it's a funny story. I absolutely would, like, roll my ass over there and just straight up say, I, I iced that dog. I think you should definitely own up to it. And just give them a little bit of closure, too, because they want to know what happened. You know, they think that, like, it's a mob hit or something. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, truly, also, like, this isn't here's here's a good for you people who have that in your bu- blood that you have to get this out right like if you have to get this out anonymous letter uh yeah I hit your dog yeah hit your dog with my car i'm sorry but then again but you what you do is like
0: put like a, a little piece of violet on there and then like wear a violet like uh like on your lapel for the rest of your life until they met you at like a patio somewhere.
1: <laughs> uh, TJ Borg says, I'd leave a note in the middle of the night, but don't talk to them. And uh, I mean, I like it. Because here's the thing. We're adults here. We're, yeah. And like... If you had hit the dog and then told them, and yes, uh, off the while in the chat said, don't leave it on the doorstep. Like, don't leave the dog on the doorstep. Yeah, just go away. I mean, I don't think you take somebody's dead dog and just leave it on the doorstep without a note or anything like that. Yeah, I'm not going to touch somebody's dog that I hit, to be honest. Me neither. I'm afraid to touch things, so... Uh, uh, it's, uh, so here's the answer from the New York Times it's never too late to do the right thing you know that I get that you panicked in the moment by not telling your neighbors though you have added needlessly to their anguish Could you imagine coming home to a beloved pet lying mysteriously dead at your door still I'm glad you wrote let's think of this as a first step in redeeming yourself no. tell your parents what happened They will continue living near your neighbors after you return to college. If for any reason, they ask you to keep quiet about the accident, tell them you can't do that. Speaking up will be better and more healing for you and your neighbors. That's all time bad advice. I I have to say that I, I think that is maybe some of the worst advice I've ever heard. That's all I got to say. Like, uh, you're only doing it for yourself. Yeah. If, if you go over there and, and like make this happen and no, not real. I mean, I don't know. They should know. I don't know. I feel like people wonder. Yeah. I mean, anonymous note, anonymous notes, the only right answer. That's it.
0: That's all. No, I would create a bond with them. when It's like, we got to go on vacation together to get over this. Okay. <laughs> we got to book a carnival cruise to like work through this. Cause it's going to be tough, but it's going to require a lot of effort. Um, but I'm down to do it. I'm down for like a lot of intensive therapy to go through this together. Cause it was traumatizing to me as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, yeah, I, I, uh, uh, I guess I, my answer is anonymous letter and, uh, uh yeah. I mean, if it's not a person, like you just keep it moving Right. I, I just don't know what the healing is in the end. Like people, I don't know what this healing is. Like people have really strange opinions on death and, uh, what healing is. And it's really depressing to think like that, mm, like you're supposed to get down on your hands and knees and beg for forgiveness for some reason, I guess. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, thanks for putting this into my life. Yeah. Enjoy it. All right. Well, that is street fight for the week. Uh, get on the Patreon, everybody. We're we're uh, we're doing so much good stuff. Yeah. We're talking about the worst movies ever made, but the episodes are incredible. Like you know, me and you are 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 have always been kind of like optimists in a yeah. way. Yeah. And uh, this show that Mar- street fight reviews the MCU we are not optimists i would i would definitely yeah. say we are not optimistic about these movies they are and i'm serious no bullshit the most offensive things i've ever seen think about the stuff i've consumed even just for street fight think about that and these movies are the most offensive things i've ever seen yeah. I mean, I think about, um, all of like
0: Ben Shapiro's hate against cancel culture. Think about Jordan Peterson. I think about all of the powers that they imagine of people to do cancel culture. And I desperately want it to happen to these movies. And I, I just <laughs> want somebody to go to jail. I went to Friesberg and Seltzer to go to fucking jail. I, as an abolitionist, kill them if we have to if we can't do abolition we can do execution because i I just don't think they should have been able to do any of this and it's
1: astonishing that this happened they don't do interviews uh but i feel like it's it would be fair because me and brett have seen most of his most of this stuff Uh, most of these movies now they should come on our show yeah uh, and let us scream at them for a full ninety minutes. Tie them down in a
0: chair and I'll make answer. them answer. I'm gonna, gonna answer.
1: Crimes. I'm gonna answer a question in the chat. Worse than the collected works of Man Cow from uh Thunder and Thunder uh, Tiger, and I mean, they're both offensive. Man Cow is a lot less popular than these movies were. So they do the worst possible stuff. Uh, uh, so yeah, they do the, they do. No, there's not gonna be a Shocktober nine twelve special because Shocktober is about to come out on September 30th. But like, yeah, these movies are offensive. Don't watch them. Just go to our Patreon and listen to our episodes. And, uh, I find that to be cathartic and enjoyable. And if you've seen any of these movies, uh, I feel for you. I really do. I I wish you didn't have to go through that.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening to Street Fighter Radio. Instead of you know watching that bullshit, we appreciate all 'all. y'all. We are going to do our show later in Pittsburgh. If you got Pittsburgh tickets, that's still happening. Uh, Cleveland is canceled. Detroit is canceled. Pittsburgh is the only show we got on the docket uh, coming up on the seventeenth of September. Check us out. We're going to be at Club Cafe. And then if you want to find the movie cinematic universe podcast uh, and also the first episode of shocktober, it's coming on patreon.com slash free fight radio, where you can sign up. Uh, thanks recording, for recording.
1: The record is scheduled. Like the first episode's getting done next Monday. So it'll be ready on the third.
0: And I'm Brett Payne on Twitter. He's Murder MurderXBrian. We'll see you on Sunday for the call-in show, 9 p.m. to midnight. We want to hear from you. Let us know what's going on. Street fight. Peace.